Having a 55 million pound deficit to meet reactor requirements in and of itself may be a very rewarding proposition for shareholders in the future. But when one factors in the strategic moves that Sky Harbor Resources will be making in their property bank, the story gets even more compelling. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Jordan Trimble, the President, Director, and CEO of Sky Harbor Resources. Mr. Trimble, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on our program to provide shareholders on a number of key developments that are taking place with Sky Harbor Resources. Today's interview, we will focus on the uranium price and news flow as we highlight the value proposition of Sky Harbor Resources throughout today's interview. Before we delve into those topics, Mr. Trimble, for someone new to the story, please introduce us to Sky Harbor Resources, a preeminent uranium explorer in Canada's Athabasca Basin, and the opportunity the company presents to the market. Yeah, so uh, for those of you not familiar with the company, we are a high-grade exploration and early-stage development uranium company. Uh, six projects located in the Athabasca Basin. It's the highest-grade depository of uranium in the world. Um, some notable recent discoveries there made by companies like NextGen and Fission and uh, Denison. Um, the, uh, the the six projects were acquired over uh, the last uh, several years. Uh, we spent uh, it, the first few years uh, uh, when I started running the company acquiring these projects and, and did a good job of being opportunistic in a, a tough uranium market, uh, wearing our contrarian caps and going out there and uh, buying these projects uh, for really pennies on the dollar. Um, they have, uh, it's a big land package, about uh, half a million acres of ground. Uh, again, the, the various projects are scattered throughout the basin. Uh, and what's interesting is two of the projects uh, have deposits, uh, one of which is at our flagship project uh, called the Moore Project. Uh, this is on the east side of the Athabasca Basin, uh, located proximal to nearby infrastructure uh, and mills. Uh, there's a high-grade mineralized zone there called the Maverick Zone. That's where we're going to be drilling in our upcoming uh, drill program. Uh, and uh, the other projects outside of our flagship project, we uh, advance using uh, something called prospect generation. So this is a strategy whereby we look to bring in partner companies uh, that can come in, that can fund the exploration. Uh, we get some cash and stock payments as well. Uh, so that allows us to focus our time, money and efforts uh, on our flagship project, really where we feel we have the best chance of adding value and making new discoveries and finding more high-grade uranium while partner companies advance the other projects. Uh, so that's a, a high level on the company. A uh, fair bit of news flow uh, coming out over the next six months uh, as we have plans for uh, drilling 2,500 meters at our at the Moore project, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, but we also have two partner companies, Arano, uh, which is France's largest uranium mining uh, company uh, based in Paris. They're planning an exploration program early in the new year at a Preston project uh, as a part of their $8 million earn-in on that project. Uh, and uh, another partner company, Azincourt, planning to, to uh, 2,500 meters at our East Preston project. So you'll have three simultaneous exploration and drill programs underway early in the new year. And we feel that the timing is 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 uh, couldn't be better given the uh, rising uranium price. We've just started to see the spot price tick up here recently. Let's set the stage for today's discussion regarding some key fundamentals in the uranium sector. Jordan, regarding reactor requirements, what is the annual global demand for uranium? 
Yeah, so demand uh, right now is uh, well over 190 million pounds, close to about 195 million pounds. Uh, again, that's in uh, nuclear reactors uh, globally, uh, and and that's been steadily increasing. I, there's a, a fallacy out there that uh, that this industry is in decline. That that's not the case. It's very much still a growth industry in places like China and India. Uh, we uh, I was just at a conference earlier um, in the fall in London, the WNA, whereby they came they came out with uh, their biannual nuclear fuel report, uh, which for the first time since Fukushima had increasing demand in all three scenarios, uh, an uppercase, uh, a mid-case, and a lowercase. And in the upper and mid-case or base case, uh, there was quite significant increase in demand. So we, we see demand continuing to grow. Now let's juxtapose that with the primary mine supply, which is a lot lower. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're now uh, we're now producing uh, less than about 135 million pounds annually. That's down from about 100 and just over 160 uh, a couple of years back. So we've seen some major supply cuts, project deferrals. We've seen uh, funds that have come in in the last year, year and a half that have. Uh, uh, sequestered uh, a new supply uh, coming online uh, that have bought pounds. Uh, and so all of this has led to a, a, a very large decrease uh, in the amount of, of supply that's out there. Uh, so a major uh, structural supply deficit that's forming uh, that will continue to, to eat away inventories and secondary supply. But my sense of the market right now is you'll probably see that uh, uh, coming to an end and we'll start to see those supply cuts uh, have, a, have a major impact on the price, uh, the spot price and the contract price going forward. Let's let that sink in for a moment. There's an approximate 55 million pound supply deficit in the uranium sector for reactor requirements. Let's see how that may increase the price of uranium and equally, if not more, reward the shareholders of Sky Harbor. Sir, last month we had the pleasure of having you on the program and you noted some near-term catalysts that have your attention that may propel the price of uranium before the year ends. It looks like the price movements you referenced may be coming to fruition as the price of uranium is up 75 cents since we last spoke. What are the near-term catalysts and can you provide us with some updates since we last spoke? Yeah, absolutely. So we are seeing the price move. There's a handful of catalysts. We've touched on a few of them uh, in the last interview, but just to uh, reiterate um, some of the main drivers right now, one, a seasonality, seasonality. Uh, in this sector with the price of the commodity and typically with the share prices as well. Um, we see November through February, March as uh, relatively strong months. Usually there's outperformance. We've seen that uh, just start to pick up in the last few weeks. Uh, really started with Cameco's uh, quarterlies a few weeks back that um, the market liked and there was uh, some notable positive commentary uh, from uh, Cameco, uh, which is uh, surprising given that the, the, the market commentary from them uh, hasn't been as upbeat uh, over the last several years. So seasonality is one, and we'll see that continue, I think, into the new year. Two, um, getting back to Cameco, and we talked uh, about this in the last interview, Cameco, having shut down the world's largest uranium mine at MacArthur River, has to source uh, millions of pounds of material uh, to fulfill their contracts and their deliveries. Uh, so we know that... Uh, in the next several months, there's still a fair bit of material of uranium that they have to acquire. If they can't source that from secondary supply sources, they will be they will be in the spot market buying. It looks like they are coming in. Uh, some estimates of uh, upwards of eight million pounds. And uh, just to put some perspective on that, that that uh, 
amount of uranium uh, that they bought uh, in uh, mid to late 2018 helped drive the uranium price up into the high 20s. And uh, we saw all the share prices respond positively, hitting 52-week highs. So uh, Cameco spot market purchasing, that will continue into the new year. Uh, that's a big driver. Um, another one, too, and, and more recently, has been an increase in the price of conversion and enrichment. Uh, and so these... Uh, these prices have been increasing. The fuel cycle has been tightening. That's usually a good leading indicator. Uh, so we, we've seen that here over the last year uh, in particular. Um, and then uh, uh, last but not least, and uh, this has uh, actually just uh, come out here in the last few days, um, there's a not, there was the non-renewal of key sanction waivers um, uh, on, on Iran and on some of their enrichment facilities uh, and conversion enrichment facilities. Uh, so we've seen that just announced uh, in the U.S. and that could also tighten up the market uh, because the, the implications of that uh, could affect uh, companies in Europe, in China and in Russia uh, that, uh, that deal with uh, uh, Iran uh, and deal with Iran's nuclear program uh, but also uh, deal with the U.S. And, and sell uranium and products uh, to the U.S. So we are, are typically what we're seeing right now um, across the board is a tightening of the market. Uh, and uh, this is all positive uh, for the spot price and ultimately the contract price going forward for uranium. And as we see the, the, the price of the commodity move up, uh, we will see the, the, the share prices move up as well. Now, germane to the spot price, can you provide us with the current contract price for uranium? Yeah, so the contract price is still hovering uh, in the in the low 30s. And, you know, just a note on the spot versus the contract price. Historically, really, most uh, uranium is traded and bought and sold through long-term contracts, right? So, you know, that's, that's important to note. Uh, we have seen more recently, uh, in particular in 2018, uh, a lot of volume transacted on the spot market. Um, you know, that's a good indicator in itself. Uh, the market's cleaning up. Uh, but it's important to note, uh, and this is uh, relevant in the U.S., uh, where we've had this ongoing Section 232 and, and investigation and then subsequent uh, nuclear fuel working group, which we're, we're still waiting to hear back on here, should be really any day. Um, as a result of that, we've seen the really the largest buyer of uranium globally uh, in U.S. nuclear utilities uh, more or less forced to the sideline. Right? Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of contracting uh, as a result of that. Utilities looking to get some clarity on, on where they have to be buying or not buying from. Uh, so, you know, when that's finally put to bed uh, over the coming weeks here, I think that that will clear the air, especially for U.S. nuclear utilities to step back into the market. And when we're looking at the contract versus the spot price, um, the spot price, uh, yes, it's been ticking up, but we're still in the mid-20s. It's still relatively low. So I, I think there's a chance you see utilities come back and buy initially in the spot market. Uh, and, uh, and then ultimately, we'll see the market go back. Uh, to more uh, contracting, uh, and you'll see the contract price pick up as well. Having a 55 million pound deficit to meet reactor requirements in and of itself may be a very rewarding proposition for shareholders in the future. But when one factors in the strategic moves that Sky Harbor Resources will be making in their property bank, the story gets even more compelling. Speaking of more, Sir, the company has a dual-pronged business model, and the first being an exploration company. Take us to your flagship Moore Lake project, which is known for its rich, high-grade uranium and provide shareholders with an update there and projected news flow that they may anticipate. Yeah, so as I, I mentioned earlier, and just to re-highlight um, some of the uh, key upcoming catalysts, the big one is 
a drill program that we have planned early in the new year, 2,500 meters at our flagship more project, uh, just to go over the plan for that. So in our uh, previous drill program earlier this year, uh, we tested what's called the basement rocks. This is the same geological setting that you've had recent major discoveries like next gen like fission like the griffin deposit uh at uh, denison's wheeler project so uh more recent exploration has been focused in these underlying basement rocks and that's where you get the source rock and the feeder zones for high grade uranium mineralization so we really just scratched the surface down there we know we have high grade up to 21 percent u308 in the sandstone but there hasn't been much drilling uh, underneath in the basement rock now we did drill a few holes in our last program and our best drill hole, uh, which was one of our last drill holes where we hit multi-percent uranium mineralization uh, over about two and a half meters, um, th that's the hole that we're going to go back and follow up on. We've done some uh, more geophysics, uh, which we, we did over the last few months. Uh, we've done uh, some new geological modeling. So we've refined the targets in the basement rocks, and in particular, following up on that uh, high-grade intersection in one of the last holes from the last program, we think there's a much larger structure and zone of mineralization just a little bit deeper down. Uh, so we're going to be drill testing that. There's also um, It's also open along strike. Uh, this is the main Maverick quarter. It's about four kilometers long. Uh, only about ha half of that's been systematically drill tested. So we're going to have some drill holes uh, that we that we spot along strike. Uh, and, uh, and last but not least, uh, a couple holes, um, small amount uh, within that program that's going to be uh, testing a, a new target that we uh, made a new discovery on um, earlier in the year called the Otter Grid. And so there'll be a couple shallow holes there. But the main focus is going to be continuing to follow up on high-grade basement-hosted uranium mineralization. We really believe that uh, we're right on the cusp of finding something much larger uh, in these basement uh, rocks and feeder zones. And so that's what we're going to be drill testing. Uh, so that's coming up. That will be a key catalyst for us. It could, you know, really one hole makes a big difference for a company of our size. Um, but we also have, as mentioned, uh, partner companies, Arano and Azincourt, uh, that are planning exploration and drill programs uh, early in the new year as well, at, at that they're funding. So collectively, you have as I mentioned earlier, three programs that will be underway, um, just under $3 million uh, planned in exploration, the bulk of that funded by partner companies, uh, and uh, a lot of news flow uh, coming up over the next six months. Switching gears, I'd like to take a moment to remind our audience, when you have a compelling thesis and a low share price, that's called a sale. And the goal for any investor and speculator should be to buy low and sell high. Jordan, please share the current price of Sky Harbor Resources. Yeah, so we're, we're trading around 16 cents Canadian. Um, as we talked about in the last interview, you know, we've had some pressure um, over the course of the year. A big part of that, um, this uh, Section 232 non-decision where we saw a lot of money flow out of the uranium space. It, you know, it hit it hit us in, in our peer group. And, uh, you know, we also uh, have some tax loss selling. Uh, I've been very active buying in the market. I bought shares uh, as recent as today. I think at these prices, and I call it a $10, $11 million Canadian market cap, um, I see there being a lot of upside from here and, and uh, putting my money where my mouth is. Um, so uh, it, it's definitely worth taking a look at. Uh, again, I think the value proposition, given the catalyst we have coming up, given the uranium market, um, in particular in the near term, uh, I think the value proposition is as strong as, uh, as it's ever been. In closing, sir, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? 
Well, I mean, look, we are um, an exploration company, so you know, you, you are going and uh, you're looking to, to make new discoveries, and you know, there's no guarantee of success. But I, I will say that um, you know, we've done a lot of work in the last uh, five and a half, six months, refining these basement hosted targets. Uh, uh, if we have as good of a shot as we're ever going to have, it's going to be in this drill program, uh, and that's just one of again three programs that are going to be on uh, underway come the new year. Mr. Trimble, last question. What did I forget to ask? I think that covers it all. Um, it's it's definitely worth uh, people taking a look at, especially at these prices uh, and uh, given what we have coming up. Well, I want to share in reference to the prices, we will be active buyers of Sky Harbor Resources as well during this time period as we love the value proposition and the strategic moves that the company is making. Mr. Tremble, for someone listening that wants to get more information about Sky Harbor Resources, please share the website address. Yeah, so it's uh, www.skyharborltd.com. For direct inquiries, contact Jordan Trimble at 604-639-3856. That number again is 604-639-3856. Or you may email jtrimble at skyharborltd.com. Or you may reach Simon Diakowski at 604 619 7469. That number again is 604 619 7469. Or you may email S. Diakowski at sentinelmarket.com. Sky Harbor Resources trades on the TSXV symbol SYH and on the OTCQB symbol SYHBF. Sky Harbor Resources is a sponsor of Proven and Probable. Before you make your next bullion purchase, call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we offer a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to Proven and Probable.com for mining insights and bullion sales. Jordan Tremble of Sky Harbor Resources. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.